Section 6 of the Roswell Report, Case Closed, by James McAndrew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Aaron Bennett. The Roswell Report, Case Closed, by James McAndrew. Aircraft Accidents. Section 2.2, Aircraft Accidents. The examination of events that involved the Walker Air Force Base Hospital that may explain reports of bodies was begun by reviewing the most prominent possible source, which were aircraft accidents. Footnote. Other possible explanations such as automobile accidents, house fires, etc. were also examined. However, none of these were determined to be responsible for this account of bodies. End of footnote. A review of aircraft accidents from 1947 to 1960 revealed eight fatal accidents that involved Walker Air Force Base. The following three basic criteria were used to narrow research efforts to specific accidents for more detailed examinations. Were the victims burned, resulting in possible descriptions of black little bodies? Were the victims transported to the Walker Air Force Base Hospital? And were the victims autopsied? To facilitate this examination, researchers reviewed official accident reports, organizational and base histories, individual personnel records of victims, and contemporary newspaper accounts of the accidents. Interviews of persons who participated in the aftermath of these accidents were also conducted. As a result, only one accident met the three criteria, the June 1956 KC-97 accident. Upon detailed review of records of the 1956 accident and interviews with persons who participated in the recovery and identification of the victims, extensive similarities to the description the witness provided were apparent. Fatal KC-97 Aircraft Mishap In 1956, Walker Air Force Base, New Mexico, was the home of Strategic Air Command's 6th and 509th Bombardment Wings. Additionally, Walker was home of the 509th Aerial Refueling Squadron, 509th ARS, equipped with the KC-97G aircraft. The accident occurred on June 26, 1956, 8.8 .8 statute miles south of Walker Air Force Base. A KC-97G aircraft with 11 crewmen on board, while on a refueling training mission, experienced a propeller failure four and one-half minutes after takeoff. As a result of the propeller failure, a propeller blade was believed to have punctured the deck fuel tank of the fully loaded tanker, causing an intense cabin fire. The aircraft was quickly engulfed in flames, spun out of control, and was completely destroyed. All 11 Air Force members were killed instantly by the fire and impact explosion. Due to the isolated rural impact location on property owned by the state of New Mexico, there was minimal collateral damage and no fatalities or injuries to persons on the ground. The remains of the crew members were recovered from the crash site and transported by members of the 4036th U.S. Air Force Hospital, numerical designation of the hospital at Walker Air Force Base, to the hospital facility at Walker Air Force Base for identification. On the day following the crash, an identification specialist from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio, arrived at the hospital to assist in identifying the remains. Partway through the identification process, conducted by both the identification specialist and Air Force members assigned to the Walker Air Force Base Hospital, 
The identification activities were moved to a refrigerated compartment at the Walker Air Force Base Commissary. This was due to an overpowering odor emitted by the burned and fuel-soaked bodies and the lack of proper storage facilities at the small base hospital. Also on the day following the crash, June 27, 1956, autopsies of three of the victims were accomplished by a local Roswell pathologist. These examinations were performed at a local funeral home. Upon completion of the identification procedures and the post-mortem examinations, the remains were shipped to the next of kin for burial. Comparison of the account to the KC-97 mishap. This series of actual events contains extensive similarities to the account provided by Dennis. The numerous and extensive similarities indicate that some elements of this actual event were most probably included in Dennis's account. This aircraft accident provides an explanation for the following elements of the research profile. The very mangled black little bodies and body bags, the odor, the two strange doctors, and the report of a red-headed colonel. The black little bodies. Review of the autopsy protocols of the victims of this accident revealed extensive similarities to the descriptions of the bodies allegedly described by the missing nurse. Dennis related in various interviews that the missing nurse described three very mangled black little bodies in body bags. Records of this mishap confirmed that the victim suffered injuries extreme multiple. According to persons who assisted in the identification of the remains from this crash and in compliance with Air Force directives in effect at the time, human remains pouches, commonly called body bags, were used to recover and transport victims' bodies. Statements made by Dennis describe bodies that were three and a half to four feet tall and black in color. The autopsy protocols of two victims described extensive third-degree burns and loss of the lower extremities. Dennis also described a head of one of the bodies that was not rigid but flexible and tissues of a body in strings that looked as if they were pulled by predatory animals after the crash. An autopsy protocol of a victim described multiple fractures of all bones of the skull and partially cooked strands of bowel over the abdomen and in the chest. Additional similarities between the autopsy protocols and Dennis's statements were a detached hand and description of the fingers and arms of the crash victims. The autopsy protocol of one victim also described remains with a face completely missing. This description corresponds with Dennis's recollections of a body with eyes and nose that were concave. Also, the drawing of the head of one of the little bodies Dennis claims is representative of a drawing given to him by the missing nurse is a reasonably accurate representation of a human body with its face completely missing. Another similarity to Dennis's account is that of the 11 victims of this accident, only three were autopsied, the same number of bodies that were allegedly autopsied in the missing nurse's account. Finally, records revealed that due to limited facilities at the Walker Air Force Base Hospital, the autopsies were performed at the Ballard Funeral Home in Roswell. This is the same funeral home where Dennis claimed to be employed in 1947 until 1962. Footnote, it is unclear when Dennis worked at this funeral home since the city and phone directories listed him as co-owning a different funeral home in Roswell, as vice president of another funeral home in Roswell, and as having been employed as a drugstore supervisor and oil field worker during the periods when he claims he worked at the Ballard Funeral Home.
End of footnote. The odor. Transportation of remains to a small base hospital was unusual since the hospital did not have the necessary facilities, a preparation room, refrigeration equipment, or a morgue, to accommodate multiple deceased persons. Records of other crashes involving Walker Air Force Base showed that the remains of crash victims were transported either to another facility in Walker Air Force Base or directly to a local funeral home. In fact, the Air Force manual that prescribed the policies, standards, and procedures relating to the care and disposition of deceased Air Force personnel in effect in 1956, Air Force Manual 143-1, Mortuary Affairs, did not direct that remains be brought to a hospital. It encouraged the local commander to improvise facilities and make use of garages, warehouses, large tents, or other facilities for processing groups of remains. Nonetheless, records of the June 1956 crash and interviews with the persons who processed the remains indicated that the victims were brought from the crash site to the Walker Air Force Base Hospital. During the identification procedures, the odor became too strong and the bodies and the identification activities were moved to a refrigerated compartment at the base commissary. Interviewed for this report were the registrar of the hospital, First Lieutenant Jack Wenry, now a retired major, and a medical administration specialist assigned to the registrar, Staff Sergeant John Walter, now a retired Master Sergeant, both of whom assisted in the processing and identification of the deceased air crewmen. Winry and Walter both recalled the strong odor that some persons became ill during the procedures, as did the alleged missing nurse, and the unusual transfer of the remains to the Walker Air Force Base Commissary. The nurse also allegedly described the transfer of remains to another building on the base. However, neither recalled that a nurse was missing or any of the other activities as described by Dennis. The Big Red-Headed Colonel The Big Red-Headed Colonel is a likely reference to the hospital commander, Colonel Lee F. Farrell, who was 6 feet 1 inches tall and had red hair. Farrell served at the Walker Air Force Base Hospital from 1954 until 1960, it would not be unusual for the hospital commander to be present at the hospital following a major aircraft accident. The Two Mysterious Doctors The two doctors not assigned to the Walker Air Force Base Hospital, who were allegedly observed at the hospital performing preliminary autopsies, have been identified as an Air Force civilian identification specialist and a local Roswell pathologist. Identification Specialist in an aircraft mishap involving multiple fatalities, identification of victims can go beyond the capabilities of a small Air Force hospital such as the one at Walker Air Force Base. Beginning in July 1951, the Air Force Memorial Affairs Branch, now called Air Force Mortuary Services, employed full-time civilian morticians and funeral directors, known as identification specialists, to assist Air Force installations in the identification of deceased persons. When requested by the local commander, the identification specialists, on a 24-hour standby basis, responded from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base to the location of an incident. Records confirm that Walker Air Force Base only requested an identification specialist on two occasions, in October 1955 and to identify the victims of the June 1956 crash. For this accident, the identification specialist arrived at Walker Air Force Base on June 27, 1956, and made positive identifications of the 11 crewmen on June 28, 1956. When contacted for this report, 
the retired identification specialist who responded to this accident, Mr. George Swatterer, did not have any recollections of Dennis, the nurse, the pediatrician, or any of the other unusual activities as alleged. Schwatterer did recall that on identifications of group remains such as this, it was typical to wear standard hospital surgical gowns and masks and that he was often mistaken for a pathologist. Due to restrictions on the release of information concerning the identification process, uninformed individuals who may, by chance, have witnessed some portions of the identification were often the source of a considerable amount of speculation. The identification procedures employed by the identification specialist were not classified, but AFM-143-1 Mortuary Affairs directed that no information will be divulged concerning identification or shipment of any remains until a final determination of identity has been resolved for all remains. For this accident, identification took approximately two days and any releases of information were restricted to individuals with an official requirement. These restrictions extended not only to the general public, but also to Air Force members. A possible reference to the identification specialist is found in one of Dennis's recitations of the account. Dennis, a mortician who might possess limited knowledge of Air Force mortuary procedures, stated that he was told the doctors might be pathologists from Walter Reed Army Hospital. Walter Reed Army Medical Center in Washington, D.C. is a likely location that an unknown pathologist performing an autopsy on military personnel might have been based. Co-located at Walter Reed is the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology, AFIP, and beginning in 1955, AFIP sent pathologists into the field to examine aircraft accidents. A review of records at AFIP and interviews with persons involved with the identification procedures at Walker Air Force Base do not indicate AFIP sent any personnel to assist in this accident. Pathology Consultant In June 1956, the Walker Air Force Base Hospital did not have a pathologist on staff. All autopsies and examinations of pathological specimens were conducted by a civilian consultant from Roswell. The autopsy protocols of the deceased crewman from the June 1956 crash indicated that Dr. Alfred S. Blau of Roswell performed the three autopsies. Obviously, neither the pathologist nor the identification specialist were normally assigned to the Walker Air Force Base Hospital and would not be expected to be present at the hospital, especially to an observer with limited knowledge of these activities. Continuing Research the focus of research was now shifted to other activities that might explain the remaining portions of the profile. The unexplained portions were a. the presence of a red-headed captain, b. the wreckage in the rear of the ambulance outside the Walker Air Force Base Hospital, c. the heightened state of security at the Walker Air Force Base Hospital, and d. the shipment of a body with a large head to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Based on previous research, this effort began by examining records of the other Air Force aerial vehicle known to have operated extensively in the Roswell area since the late 1940s, high-altitude research balloons. End of Section 6. Recording by Aaron Bennett.